Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast, puppies and kittens. You know, we're halfway through holiday season, and whatever you celebrate, if you celebrate any of it, I hope you're taking care of yourself. And, you know, I felt like it was time to talk about love. It's been a minute since I talked about love on this here podcast. And so I decided to answer a question from a lovely gentleman. The holidays can be sort of a stressful time for me and my partner. How long have you been together? Uh, For almost 10 years. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. It's a big deal. Thanks. Yeah. We have this long-term pattern of basically when we both get really stressed we have a hard time supporting each other and part of what happens is i feel like when i get really stressed i go into a pretty disorganized dark place inside Mm -hmm. and sometimes it feels like my partner's a bit more resourced than i am and it feels like i go into this really dark place and i really need help i try to communicate that but i feel like i communicate it in sort of like a calm voice you know And he doesn't always receive the message of how desperate I am for support. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically at that point, oftentimes he's in deep need of support as well. We basically just can't hear each other. Yeah. And it happens on the reg. (laughs) And it happens on the reg and in particular during the holidays or you just mean during the holidays? Definitely in particular during the holidays. It can be a stressful time with family visiting and we get out of our regular, (laughs) just our regular habits. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at your chart. You were born May 6th of 79 at 323 AM in big city, Fortuna, California. (laughs) Um, And you would actually offer to have me look at your partner's chart, but I just see it's all in your chart. What you need is kind of in your chart. And I say this because... You know, you have in your birth chart this Saturn Moon North Node conjunction in Virgo on the IC. And so for you, communicating your emotional vulnerability and needs is so laden. Like it's so laden for you because when you feel vulnerable, your strongest and most pervasive instinct is to actually block other people from seeing you clearly. It's to take care of it yourself. Yeah. And that is reiterated by you have Pluto intercept in the seventh house in Libra. I use the Campanus house system, and that's why I see it in that way. And that Pluto sits opposite your Mars, your Venus, and your Mercury. And so that reiterates in a completely different way for totally different reasons the identical issue, which is I'm not surprised that you have a really high-functioning way of sounding when you're feeling the least high-functioning because it's like all of your instincts say, you know, keep it together, don't let anyone see you sweat. And what also happens is it looks like you're looking for a really specific answer. You're looking for a really specific form of support and it's not always easy for you to identify what that is so that you can communicate it clearly or if you can identify what it is, you don't always want to. You want your partner to give it to you of his own volition. And and that's the right pronoun, eh? He? Yep. Yeah. Um, you want him to give it to you of, of his own volition or you want him to like just know you well enough to show up 
Right. right, exactly. There's like layers and layers of, of what I want to say. And, and, you know, please do redirect me if this isn't, if I'm not like nailing it or if I'm not like speaking to the thing. Saturn in 2018 has been trining your own natal Saturn and it's been trining your moon and it's happening right now and it's happening through the holidays, right? When we think of a trine, it's, you know, that beautiful transit is, you know, it's, it's supposed to be lovely. But when it's Saturn, it's like, look at all of your stuck behaviors and habits and how they're no longer serving you. They're working perfectly. <laughs> and that has been happening this year and is absolutely reading a point. I wouldn't say of crisis, but I would say a point of perfection right now. Uh-huh. And what that means is some of what you've been doing is very, very effective, but it's effective in giving you what you don't want, which is respect. You want to be respected by your partner. You want to be showing up in a respectful way. But what you're actually asking for in those moments is to be like, see me as messy, see me as vulnerable, not see me as like totally together. You know, my sense is when you describe the situation, you say like, oh, you know, he's better resourced. I would be surprised if he believed that to be true. It's true. I don't think he does. He doesn't. Yeah. I don't think anybody does but you. And I don't know that it's actually true. I would say that his capacity, and I'm saying this based on seeing your chart and what you would choose in a partner, based uh-huh. on all this Pluto stuff, is that his capacity for emotional intensity doesn't go from zero to 60 the way yours does. You're uh-huh. like totally fine and then totally not. Whereas he like steps gently down a sloping hill into bad vibes, but (laughs) you like fall at first into a pit. Right. So you say he is better. And I have this whole story about why that is, you know, like I, I -hmm. feel like I have more trauma in my history and, you know, he has an easier story of his upbringing, you know, so it's, it's easy to sort of look at those pieces, but then, you know, is that just me sort of tumbling into like, I'm the victim Right. Oh, look at me at my sob story. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because when I look at your chart, what I can tell you for sure is that yeah, yeah, you 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 had like you got kicked in the ass more, for sure. It forced you to grow up and mature and work on yourself earlier, and it forced you to have more tools. Now you're at the age and also the point of your development, which don't always come in tandem, but for you they happen to, Uh um, where your origin story is always your reference point, it never gets to change, and also your adult life hasn't been that traumatic. Right. Emotionally, sure, I give you the emotions, but you have made choices that have allowed you to grow and thrive. And some of what that's meant is coming from real trauma to a sense of security or safety. So it's not necessarily like I'm thriving and I'm like, I don't know, I had this image of you like in a stretch limo, you know, with your arms up and you're like coming out through the sunroof. Like it's not necessarily that form of thriving. It's doing the work on yourself because everything in your chart reiterates that for you, you have come here to figure out who you are, how to validate that, and then to share it with others. Uh-huh. And what the trauma says is don't let anyone know who you are. The second you let anyone know who you are is when you're fucked. Uh-huh. What you have now in this 10 year long relationship, which is, isn't perfect, you know, it isn't without its flaws, it does look like a stable and supportive relationship, right? So so what you have here is the opportunity to keep on reliving this insecurity and lack of safety or to really look at your situation and say, am I actually unsafe with him? Am I actually not stable with him? 
Because uh-huh. from what I'm seeing, it looks very stable. Yeah. It looks very, oh. very stable. Yeah, definitely. And you know, Pluto is coming for you very, very rapidly, right? You've already had a little taste test of that Pluto square to Mars and Mercury. It was, I think, in the spring of 2018, right? Yep. And it's properly coming for you in the new year, and it's going to last for a chunk of time. And for a lot of people, they experience this as conflict and turmoil with others. I think because of the interception in your chart, because it's hitting your Aries planets that are intercept in the house of identity, in the first house, this has a lot to do with how attached are you to your story? How attached are you to not just your origin story, but to the story that you tell yourself when you have your own emotions? Right. Because, and, and can I ask, do you have a, do you have a history with addiction? Um, some substance use, but no addiction. No addiction, great. Because this is a real addicty opposition in your chart, right? Right. And that doesn't mean substance abuse. That could mean like love stuff. It could mean just like obsessively thinking over an idea and an idea and an idea. Yeah. Yeah. I have my vices for sure. (laughs) I mean, it, it looks like that is a huge part of what this is about for you moving forward. It's taking the, the kind of like obsessive way that you use your story against yourself Mm -hmm. and instead of doing that in that like Aries Libra Aries Libra way of your opposition it's finding a way to kind of like pop the other side of it which is showing yourself compassion and taking responsibility right because of the Saturn moon conjunction there's this association with if I take responsibility that means I no longer get support I no longer get love Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That's the problem, right? You you go like either or. In- right, because I sort of cling to that sob story of my life is so hard because that's sort of how I get what I need. It's how you get love. It's how you get support. The only way to get support is if you're a victim, right? The only way to get support is if you're on the ground. Instead of, and here's the magic, instead of being able to say, I am a person and I have feelings, I have shit and I have good things about me. I have all the things. And I don't need an excuse to ask for love. And I don't need an excuse or reason to ask for support. And that is really fucking hard for your chart. Your chart says, yeah, there needs to be a reason. Yeah, exactly. Which is ironic because you don't think anyone else needs a reason. Like your oh, whole absolutely life is, not. Yeah, your whole life is predicated on showing up for people simply because that's the way to be a good person. Yeah. So I'm going to flip it for you and say this. Part of what you're unconsciously doing is disabling the people closest to you from being whole because you're trying to form their experience of you and you're trying to protect them from your big bad emotions, your big bad needs, which is selling them short. So when I look at, you know, what this is about, when I come back to kind of like the immediacy of like, okay, we're in the fucking holidays and it's a thing. And do you both, are you both Christmas people? Yeah. So, you know, it's coming. It's coming. Yep. One of the things that I want to urge you to do this season, but it's really not about the season alone. It's about the season built into your Pluto transit. So over the course of the next year or so is to practice staying with the feelings as they show up in your body, because they do show up in your body because of all that first house Aries stuff. Oh, like, yeah. What Pluto wants you to do is when you feel overwhelmed is to go away. But when you abandon yourself, when you feel bad, you re-traumatize. And now now you're already, you're in your, your compulsion, right? Uh-huh. So to practice breathing and not following the thoughts, 
because Pluto opposition to Mercury in the birth chart, having all those planets in Virgo inclines you to weaving a narrative to justify. And when you start off of the premise of having to justify your feelings, you've already hurt your own feelings. Uh-huh. And then when you hurt your own feelings, you then are looking for like, well, how can I make myself feel better? Who can make me feel better? And you uh-huh. organically go to your partner because he's the one, right? Uh-huh. But he can't make you feel better for you abandoning you. I'm sure you've noticed. It doesn't work, even if he does everything right. Exactly. So let me tell you when I look at your chart what I think you actually can ask for. You can ask for, like, I'm feeling like Temple Grandin style hugs. You know who she is? Yeah. Okay. Like, you uh-huh. need, like, hardcore, like, you need affection. I know you don't always love affection when you feel this way. Oh, no, I need it. You need it. You need (laughs) to be like put in a hugging machine that is made exclusively of his arms. Right. You need him to not engage you in conversation right away. You need him to be like there. Totally. And I end up like sabotaging that, you yes, know, and does. almost making it like hard for him to approach yes. me for a hug. Yes. yes because yes, I does. want him to know that even though the outer me is saying no, the inner yeah. me needs it so bad. That Pluto opposition, what it does is it's like, I will light these rings of fire before you. And if you love me and only if you love me, you shall go through, burn off all your beautiful exactly. hair. Yeah, that's what it does. So sit him down and say, and feel free to blame me if you like, and be like, this is what Jessica says. I don't care. I'm fine with it. But sit him down and say, I'm going to try to take more responsibility for pushing you away. But I yeah. want you to know that this is where I really struggle. And what I need when I'm being a dick or when I'm being shut down is I need a humongous amount of hugs. I need L-O-V-E. I need you to just be physically present because part of it is like you want to also be drawn out verbally. And I don't think that that's your healthiest impulse because when you're in that state, your analysis isn't reasonable. Right. You're just looking for evidence. Yeah. So I kind of feel like when you're in that state, you're kind of like a lawyer for a company looking for the research to prove a thing. Right. So, right. so, so the, the work of this is to know that you need to ask your partner for L-O-V-E, snuggle bombs, and not to make you feel better. That won't work. Not to have conversation with you. That won't work. It's just right. you need his fucking presence. Yeah. And if he could like kiss your whole entire face. You will be very annoyed with him at the beginning. And by the end, you'll be like, oh, I'm not alone. And there, <laughs> exactly. and there you have like, I would say 60% of your problems gone. Yep. And that's yep. really all you need. You really need 30% of your problem gone yep. in order to resource yourself more effectively. This yep. idea that you have that you are not well resourced within yourself, you have now gotten evidence in 2018 with these Saturn trines that it's patently inaccurate. And here's a fun fact. You started going through the Neptune square to your midheaven at 16 degrees of Sagittarius. It began in April 2018, and you were in it until early September 2018. And it's retrograded. It will kick back in February of 2019, and then you know how Neptune transits go. They go for a couple years. We will have, at that point, these two major once-in-a-lifetime events. And they are ultimately going to trigger that victim stuff if you don't garner greater boundaries with yourself. Uh Boundaries with other people is not your problem, actually. You're pretty damn good at it. It's boundaries Uh with yourself that tends to be a little weak. Because of that, you can set the good boundary and then they can respect it and you still feel awful. Uh And it's because you've asked for the wrong thing. Uh 
-hmm. You've asked for proof instead of affection. Right. You've asked for understanding instead of love. You don't need understanding. You understand yourself just fine and the people you've chosen to be close to actually really do understand you. You don't need proof of that. What you do need is somebody to just show up while you're busy trying to abandon yourself because you feel bad. That's actually, let me keep it simple, all you damn need, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And so this Neptune... And the upside of that, of course, is like, I mean, I feel like I've even asked for that at times. And then, you know, there is some also challenge on his side of like how to show up for me in those moments. And I think he gets really triggered and really scared of, you know, my anger and my disorganization Mm -hmm. in those moments. And it's almost like the last thing. I really do make it so difficult for him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like those burning rings are definitely lit a flame right he has a little bit of kerosene in his hair so so let me say this um because i did pull up his chart because i'm i'm not an animal i mean i I, you asked for it i'd do it Um, (laughs) you know he has a stellium in scorpio he can show up for intensity he didn't choose you by accident you didn't make it 10 years deep you know uh, that's right the issue for him is that he wants a quick fix and you are a slow boil you are a slow damn boil and you know he has a t-square between mars moon and his little uh uranus venus conjunction and so for him he wants to rush in give you a big hug make eye contact say babe i love you and then run out the room and when that doesn't work He takes it he takes it personally. He's just like, Why are you mad at me? Why are you criticizing me? Right. Part of this is because he is not as honest as you. Now let me unpack that. You are insanely honest, right? You are very honest. You do tons and tons of work on yourself in order to be as authentic and honest and present as possible. That's your thing. You didn't choose to partner with someone who's exactly you because nothing would ever happen. (laughs) You would just make meaningful eye contact with each other and not be able to touch each other because you wouldn't want to offend anyone. Like you didn't partner with yourself for a reason, right? Now that said, his defensiveness that he's not doing enough pre-exists you. The good news that I see here is that physical support is where he's really comfortable. And again, you're asking him for more than that, but I don't know that you need more than that. Right. Not when you're in those moments that we're talking about, right? That's right. And so I think being able to say to him, I need you to stay physically and we can talk about other things or like we can just like not talk is going to be triggering for you. I think it will be triggering for him because 10 years deep into the relationship, he won't believe you mean it because he knows you. Um, but I actually think he can do that for you. And I think it's what you actually need. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. The only thing that happens is um, in those moments when we're when we have like an emotional mm-hmm. conflict and we're if we're physically close, it just it feels wrong in my body. And I think he feels it, too. You know, it's like we can both feel in our bodies when there's something emotionally off yeah. between us. Yeah. And so then it almost gets harder to be physically around each other. And we usually choose to like sleep separately mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, that's the wrong space. thing to do. So let me tell you why. So let me tell you why. Now, I, I'm a huge fan of space. So when you're having a conflict and you need space, thumbs up. However, yeah. he has Pluto in the first house. We've established that you have intense Pluto stuff. What this means is you both have the tendency to abandon the self when you're in deep and tumultuous emotions. And so we have a perfect self-fulfilling prophecy here because he's scared you're mad at him. He's secretly mad at you because he's really irritable. He's just not comfortable expressing his anger. So he's mad at you for making him feel bad 
You're mad at him for not showing up and neither of you are being honest about it because both of you know that it's technically unreasonable. And so (laughs) you're trying to show up for the other person while secretly resenting that you have to. Yeah. Like there's all this fucking messy stuff happening at once, right? And the second you say, okay, I'm going to give you space and I'm going to go take care of it myself. You're just hammering the nail into the the coffin of this issue. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what happened. Yeah, exactly. So instead, it's, I'm going to love you through this because I've chosen you as my stupid person. I love you, even though I fucking don't like you right now. And we're just going to, and I'm not talking about sex. This is not about sexual intimacy. This is about uh, physical and emotional intimacy, not sexual intimacy. And it's about really just staying with it and making a commitment that you're not processing when you feel this way, which will be harder for you to follow through on than him. But it it is your best move. Because when you feel this way, when either of you feel this way, you're responding to trauma that has nothing to do with each other in addition to the thing. And you want to wait until you're less triggered by the trauma that has nothing to do with each other so that you can just deal with the thing. And then if you want to talk about the trauma with your best friend, aka life partner, you can do that when it's not about like, and when you triggered it, when you looked at me sideways, right? Right. Because that doesn't actually serve you. I see relationship problems as falling into one of two categories. Relationship problems either keep us stuck and it's like they have us walking into the same wall over and over again and they teach us the same lesson over and over again that's ultimately destructive. Or they're creative and they help us heal. They help us become more whole. And while your dynamic is walking into a wall, the issues that you need to learn in order to be more whole with or without him and the issues that he needs to learn in order to be more whole with or without you are these fucking issues. Which means these are the exact problems you need to have. These are good problems for both of you. Right. I'm not worried about this. You know, you have you have really intense transits occurring in 2019. You know, you you have a lot going on. And I think actually a fair amount of that has nothing to do with your relationship and has everything to do with how you are responding to the calling that you're feeling in your life, which is like a different topic and more about work and uh, potentially like social justice stuff. I think in the context of your love life, If you allow him to be a support to you, he will be, which is really nice. Yeah. And part of what that is, is again, taking greater responsibility for how you are relating to yourself so that you're asking for what you need and not what you want in your state of compulsion. Uh Right. And that, that thing of what you want in a state of compulsion is generally not in your best interests. It's in response to compulsion. And you've, you've got this. I mean, the good news is I really do think the two of you've got this. And you know me. I'm not an optimist. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate so it. It's so my pleasure. So awesome. Yay. Take care. Bye. Bye. So I want to tell you about this organization called Families Belong Together. They are on the ground with the refugee caravan in Tijuana And they are helping people who are fleeing persecution and violence and are legally applying for asylum at the U.S. port of entry. This is a really important uh, organization doing really important work. There are families, there are children, there are individuals who are fleeing terrible circumstances and are living in terrible circumstances as they await asylum in this here 
United States of America. If you have a calling to help and you don't know how this organization is the way to go, they're the ones to support. Uh, families belong together is what they're called. You can go to secure.actblue.com slash donate slash refugee caravan aid. The link here is in my liner notes. This is a PSA. It's not an ad. I'm not being paid to say this. I believe in this. And even if you only have $3, give what you have, give what you can, support people in need. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Astrology Corner of Ghost of a Podcast. So this week we're looking at December 9th through the 15th, and there's actually not a lot of transits happening this week, which I'm hopeful will give you some space to integrate and manage the really intense and laden stuff that came up last week. When talking about astrology as a horoscope writer and you know giving you this horoscope on the podcast, it's easy to get into this habit of chronicling events, right? It's like this transit is happening on that date, that transit's happening on this date. That's all very real. But what's also real is life. The thing about astrology and the way that, you know, I like to use it is to understand what we're going through and to understand the cyclical nature and the larger context of what we're going through. Last week's astrology was rough. It was not easy. You know, all that Neptune stuff, it was, it was a lot. I want to just really encourage you, if you can, to take some space in your week this week to breathe, to get grounded, to get centered, to really just allow yourself to make sense of what you've been going through. Give yourself some space to kind of relax into your life if you can, or take a break if you can. And for some people, a break is a week off. And for some people, a break is being really intentional about an hour and really unplugging from the rest of the world and being present for that hour. It depends on what your life is. It depends on what your nature is. But I do encourage you to allow yourself to catch up with where you're at, how you're feeling, and what has changed. Because what went down last week was likely to have changed you on some level, maybe given you more empathy, more compassion for yourself, for others, maybe change your understanding of a situation, maybe change your attitudes. While it can sometimes be humbling to change, it is the sign of a healthy ego to grow and change based on experience and evidence. And so hopefully, my friends, you are doing exactly that. Now, speaking of growth and change, on the 12th, Mercury, which is blissfully no longer retrograde, we're out of the shadow, we're into the light, and Mercury moves into the sign of Sagittarius. This is a great time for seeking the truth, for cultivating your vision. It is not such a great time for catching up with details. Uh, although when Mercury retrograde occurs, often we lose track of some details. And after Mercury goes direct, it's a good time to actually pay attention to detail. Mercury and Sag can get a little messy with the details. So if you have to do that, be intentional. What I think is really particularly interesting is Jupiter. Jupiter is also in the sign of Sagittarius. And Jupiter is the planet that governs truth. And Jupiter takes about a year to go through a sign. So the last time that Jupiter was in the sign of Sagittarius was 2007. 
I did a little research about what was going on in 2007. And, you know, I'll tell you this. People love to talk about Jupiter as the lucky planet, the planet that brings you joy and ease and fun. And that can be true. Yes, yes, it can. But the last time the planet Jupiter was in Sagittarius in 2007, the world experienced the biggest financial crisis that we had seen since the Great Depression. So what Jupiter does is it expands and makes more dramatic whatever it is that already exists. So if, as we were seeing in 2007, we had financially overextended ourselves, if we had not budgeted, then what would happen was we'd have to deal with the consequences of that. What else happened in 2007? I find this fascinating. The iPhone was launched. The hashtag was invented. It's kind of cool. Jupiter and Sagittarius are concerned with communication. And so we found these new ways of communicating as a society. Hashtag is really interesting and it's a fun way to communicate and to track themes and meaning. Also the iPhone. I mean, man, that is such a such a tool for communicating and for interconnection and is like a foundational resource for social media, which is how so many of us communicate. I mean, I don't know, you're listening to the podcast on your iPhone right now or on some sort of, you know, smartphone. It's kind of fascinating that Jupiter and Sagittarius brought us these things. It also brought us in the US, the first female speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi, lover or hater. She was the first female speaker of the house in the United States. So that's really interesting because we are again seeing these reiterations of women in power in the American political system. And if you're really interested in, in learning astrology, you can track all the periods of time where the planet Jupiter is in its happy place of Sagittarius and look at what was happening in history. This is a really powerful time for us to learn and grow. It is a powerful time for finding a new way to communicate your message, a new way to learn and to also teach if that's what you feel called to do, if you've got something to teach. Back in 2007 is when a panel of international scientists said that millions of poor people would suffer from hunger and thirst and flood and disease unless action was taken. And this was in response to global warming. And we are seeing it. We are seeing humanitarian crises in part as response to climate change and global warming. And this can be the time, 2019 can be the time where we can come together to come up with real solutions and actually implement them. If not, we're likely to see more consequences. The thing about this period is that we are meant to grow. We are meant to learn and not to collect data, but to actually learn. Where have you in your life been collecting information, understanding things, figuring out tools, learning new ideas, but not actually integrating them and synthesizing them so that can, you can make use of them? This is a really important component to Jupiter. And it's a really important component to this transit because this is a period in our human development, where not only do we have this beautiful Jupiter and Sagittarius, but we also have Neptune in the sign of Pisces. These are both incredibly spiritual transits for us to be going through and to be going through them both at once. I mean, that's really powerful. And the positive potential of this is massive. It can mark a time in history where we come together with empathy, with consideration for others. It's massive. We can find new ways of relating to God, the universe, spirit. It's essentially finding new ways of relating to our interconnectedness, to the sacredness of life, your life, my life, 
the life of strangers, the life of people you don't like, the life of people you don't understand. Life across the board, the life of this planet, the life of the animals and the vegetation on this beautiful, bizarre place we live, Earth. If we are willing to really spend time with the mystery and the potential and the synchronicity of life, if we are capable of turning our idea of caring for our neighbor, turning our idea of being connected to others or being a good person and follow it through with actually being compassionate to our neighbors, of actually being a good person, of not justifying being shitty towards others because we think we're right, which is the negative potential of this transit. If we're willing as individuals to do the work, if all of us or most of us are willing as individuals to do that work, then inevitably society changes. If we don't do that, then what we are likely to do is fall victim to the algorithm and just keep on seeing this echo chamber of our own worldview and not really change our opinions. In fact, get more kind of emotionally justified in our opinions and perspectives. This issue of immigration and borders and people seeking refuge is going to be a continuing issue throughout this transit of Jupiter and Sagittarius. My perspective as a person and my perspective as an astrologer is the same. And it is that all people seeking refuge deserve that refuge. And I know it's not that simple. And also, I know it is literally that simple. And if you feel that not doing paperwork correctly should justify living, you know, in tent cities, if you believe not speaking your language or not speaking to you in a way that you would prefer to be spoken to entitles them to be treated poorly or to starve, then that is a crisis of morality for you to consider. It's a crisis of morality for you to, to, to really check in with yourself about. Are you holding others to the same standard that you yourself would wish to be held to? This is a spiritual crisis for us all to consider. Because if you think other people deserve bad things because they approach things differently or see things differently than you, then unfortunately, <laughs> you have a problem. You don't have to agree with me. That's a nice thing is we don't have to agree to talk about it. However, when we are willing to condemn others, we are really condemning ourselves because there is not justice for you if there isn't justice for me. There is not good for one group of people at the expense of another group of people. It doesn't actually on a spiritual level work like that at all. My take as an astrologer is that this is a time in human history, not American history, but human history, where we are going to learn that the hard way or the ugly way. And my hope is that we go with the hard way, which is to say we confront ourselves with our own limitations of attitude. We are humble and we are willing to do the work to be more kind and more compassionate people, not just in our attitudes, but in our actions, not just when it's easy and not just when others are looking, but when it's difficult, sometimes even at personal expense. In doing this, we all become more free. We all become more whole. I don't know if this sounds airy-fairy. I really mean it in the most practical of terms. And I hope that you find motivation to be more empathetic, more humble, to listen more and to be brave enough to even teach more if that's what you feel called to do because we are going to get there together or we are not going to get there at all, my friends. So do your part. If, if the person next to you isn't doing their part, that's okay. That's their problem. You just focus on your work right now. I'm going to wrap up the astrology here. 
But before I do, I'm going to take another moment to acknowledge we have Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, and we have Uranus in Taurus. These are all very earthy placements for these outer planets to be. And what that means is all this compassion and kindness stuff that I'm talking needs to be integrated into the structures of our society, of our corporations and governments, of our institutions across the world, but also into the structure of how you live your life, into the structure of how you make choices, how you relate to yourself and how you relate to others in practical terms. And, you know, depending on your personality, depending on your situation, thinking about your own life may really overwhelm you. Thinking about the world may really overwhelm you. We are not all meant to be equally good at all things. That is okay. Do what you can, but do something. That's the key. You can only do what you can do. You can only work within your own nature and within your own resources, but do something. Do the work. All right, my loves. I know I sometimes lay down the hammer. I've been known to lay down the hammer, but it's only because I love you and it's because I love us. I love all of us, even the people that I don't really like. (laughs) I love us. I love us so much. And so my hope for you is that you can find access to that. If you've enjoyed this podcast and gotten value from it, I want to say yay. And then I also want to say, please share it, share it with your friends, subscribe, give it stars, give it a review. It helps me so much. It means so much to me. I read all my reviews on iTunes and it means, it just means, it means so much to me. I I know I'm sounding like a nerd right now. I truly, truly enjoy it. I, I value it so much. And I know as a person that writing a review on a platform is annoying and there's steps to take. So for all of you who've taken those steps, thank you so very much. If you want to be a supporter on Patreon, please do so. There's a link here uh, in the, in the liner notes um, of the podcast and, you know, come back for more. Why don't you? Sending you love. Every year they say the